When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. do some work that actually means something. It means something to who? You had a career, Dad, before the third comic book movie. Before people started to forget who was inside that bird costume. You were doing a play based on a book that was written 60 years ago for a thousand rich old white people whose only real concern is going to be where they go to have their cake and coffee when it's over. Nobody gives a shit but you. And let's face it. Dad, you are not doing this for the sake of art. You are doing this because you want to feel relevant again. Well, guess what? There is an entire world out there where people fight to be relevant every single day, and you act like it doesn't exist. Things are happening in a place that you ignore, a place that, by the way, has already forgotten about you. I mean, who the fuck are you? You hate bloggers. You mock Twitter. You don't even have a Facebook page. You're the one who doesn't exist. You're doing this because you're scared to death, like the rest of us, that you don't matter. And you know what? You're right. You don't. It's not important, okay? You're not important. Get used to it. That is a blistering scene right there. That is from Birdman, uh, the latest film from Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu that is getting probably the best reviews of any movie this year. Uh, Welcome, everybody, uh, to Cinema Royale. I'm Travis Hobson for the Punch Drunk Critics. And uh, on this week's show, we're going to be talking about Birdman, obviously. And we're also going to talk about... uh, a film that I think has taken a lot of people by surprise, and that is John Wick, starring Keanu Reeves. And yeah, that's yeah. We're gonna talk about that in a minute uh, with with my friend May Abdobaki, uh, who was having Halloween parties and not inviting me. But I'll just I'll, I'll save that conversation for another day. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I'm just joking, May. Um, but anyway, uh, so we're gonna talk about about uh, those two movies this week, um, and then. You know, and then we're going to get to some news and the DVDs and all the usual stuff we, we normally do. 
But this is going to be kind of a shorter show because I'm actually in kind of a time crunch because I have to go and see The Theory of Everything uh, very shortly. Uh, that's the film with um, with Eddie Redmayne where he's playing Stephen Hawking. Uh, and that's another one that a lot of people are talking about as maybe a best best actor nomination for him. So this show, this show may be a little bit shorter than usual, so I apologize for that. Uh, but, you know, that's just kind of the way these things go, especially this time of year when we're getting into award season and things are going to start getting really busy. So uh, that's just kind of how it is. In fact, the next two weekends after this, um, I won't be around, uh, at least not on the usual days. Next week uh, the middle is the Middleburg Film Festival, which begins on the 30th and lasts through the weekend. Uh, and then the week after that, I will be in Charlottesville for the Virginia Film Festival. So uh, there are going to be some changes going on with the show for the next couple of weeks, but uh, we should still have something for you. All right. But uh, let's go ahead and begin with Birdman. And for that, I'm bringing in May Abdelbaki of May's uh, Movies with May. What's up, May? Could you get it wrong, Travis? <laughs> what? It was, it was a momentary slip. I fixed it. I know, I know. You're forgiven. I'm good. Thank How are you. you? Thank you. I'm I'm good. Always better when I have a chance to talk with you, of course. You know that. Oh. That's so happy <laughs> Friday. And and yes. you know. Or I love I love being on the show too, so it's exciting. I get a break from my my second <laughs> life here at What work. do you love more? Fridays Fridays or my show? What was that? What do you love more? Fridays or my show? Yes, true. Uh, I I said, which one do you love more, Fridays or my show? Oh, which one do I love? <laughs> Sorry, my reception is probably really bad. It's okay. But yeah, I, can, I can believe because they land on the they land on the same day. Good. So they kind good of go answer. hand in hand. Good answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about let's talk about Birdman. Now I, I played a clip from that at the beginning of the show, like I always do, and that is like this really intense moment between Michael Keaton and Emma Stone. Uh, and he plays, he plays uh, kind of, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a meta sort of film that I think benefits from the, from the actors bringing a certain level of baggage to their roles. So Michael Keaton plays an actor who is famous for playing a superhero, uh, a superhero named Birdman in a, in a franchise. And he quit that franchise after a couple of movies uh, just like he did with Batman back in 1989. Uh, now, years later, he's trying to mount a comeback um, and reinvent himself as a serious actor uh, by putting on uh, a stage play of a Raymond Carver short. Raymond Carver is a real guy, and that that play they're doing, which name the name has slipped my mind, uh, is a real thing, and it actually it has a lot of meaning as to why they picked Raymond Carver specifically. <laughs> Specifically. Um, but he's got, so basically he's going through, I would call it a mental deterioration, uh, basically caused by stress. The The play is chaotic. The production is chaotic. He's seeing Birdman in his visions. He's getting advice from Birdman like he's a little angel or a devil on his shoulder or something. And basically everything is going to pot for this guy. Um and, you know, and that's basically the setup. And, and normally, May, I hate movies about, like, people trying to mount, a, like, trying to make a movie or make a stage play or something. I hate those movies. 
because they tend to be they tend to be really insidery and you know they they're always more clever. I mean they're always they're never quite as clever as they think they are. Mm-hmm. But I, but this movie is not common in the least. It's it's so unlike any of those other movies that are that are of this type. Uh, just starting from the technical aspect, which has Emmanuel Lubezki doing the the cinematography, the guy who did Gravity, and he makes it look as if it, the whole thing is shot in one continuous one continuous shot, which it wasn't, but it looks fantastic. Uh, to me, this movie is just really really funny. And insightful. Um, what did you think of Birdman? I loved it. I think it's honestly, it deserves all the rave reviews because it's one of the best of the year. And I feel like this movie is what critics talk about when we say it's like the whole package, you know. It's well acted. Right. The script is amazing. The technicality, the style is amazing. Like everything is just the whole package. And you're right, technically it's beautiful. Visually it's beautiful. The the acting is fantastic, and just, I think, you know, for Michael Keaton as himself to be making a comeback, I think this is just, you know, one of those things that's kind of ironic, and I don't even know, yeah. you know, if they did on, they cast him on purpose, or they just found the irony of it later, I'm not sure, but it works really well, because just, I mean, the entire film, I'm still thinking about it, it's a little trippy. It's you know, definitely something to think about. It's kind of like you're watching the entire thing and half of it's like feels like a hallucination and the and the other half is, you know, real and very raw. And I mm-hmm. think he strikes a great, great tone with this film and it's it's something you have to watch more than once to be able to pick up on everything oh, yeah. that's going on. And even the ending is something to you know, you don't get a solid ending. It's just something to think about and I love that. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you. This movie is is brilliant from start to finish, and it's I like the way it keeps kind of one foot in reality, one foot in in fantasy, so that and they blend to such a degree that you're never quite sure what's real and what's not. And and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot we you know we've had a lot of conversations about this movie since we saw it, and it's just like everybody has a different opinion on what's going on with it. You know, everybody has a different idea of what the final scene in the movie means. And there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to discuss about this movie, and not the least of which are the performances. We talked about Michael Keaton and how good he is, but I would say that Edward Norton owns at least the first half of this movie. I think he's absolutely oh, yeah, perfect, definitely. and he's he's kind of playing a take on how he's perceived by the public. You know, his his character is is this uh, this really hardcore method actor who's you know hard to work with and kind of volatile. You know, and I think he I think he brings something personal to that role. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Would you agree? I definitely agree. I think, you know, on every level, the film kind of not mocks Hollywood, but kind of gives you the different stages of you know, actors' careers, and then you have, like, the film critic, and there's all these discussions about 
you know, what goes on behind the stage and how people get washed up and are trying to be relevant and stay relevant. And this applies not just to actors, but I think humans in general, you know, we, we live this life and it's kind of fleeting and then you just die and you feel like, was I really important in the spectrum mm-hmm. of the universe? And it, it really, really plays well on that. And I mean, I, I agree. Norton just knocks out of the park. I think he is probably also the funniest character in the film. Oh, he's great. Which is fun. <laughs> and I love that Zach Galifianakis, if I'm, I think I'm saying that right, is, you know, he. we're used to him playing very comedic roles, and I think he does well in this film where he's just like the stressed out lawyer and best friend of Michael Keaton's character, and he's just, you know, constantly worried about everything, and everything's kind of falling apart around him, and he tries to keep the sanity. <laughs> <laughs> No, I agree. I agree with everything you were just saying there. I, you know, I, I think I, I found it interesting that I've heard a lot of criticism, some criticism. It's not a lot of it, but there's some criticism about uh, Inaritu and and some of the things he has to say about film criticism because that's one of the many things this movie talks about um, mm-hmm. is the nature of film criticism, uh, the nature of of being a celebrity versus being a thespian, a real actor. There's a lot of stuff this movie talks about. But in particular from critics, the comments he he makes in the movie about film criticism are drawing a lot of, a lot of uh a lot of responses. Personally, you know, look, I don't agree with everything he said uh, he has Michael Keaton's character say in the film, although I love how he says it. Um I just appreciate the fact that he was willing to to say something bold whether we agree with it or not. I mean, a lot of movies, mm-hmm. you know, tackle this stuff and they're just kind of milk toast about it. But uh, he was talking to you, man. So he was criticizing you. So what do you think? <laughs> I can take the criticism. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, like like those people who are like, well, if I can't do this, I plan it, you know, events. If I can't be in the event, I plan it. If I don't, if I can't uh, make a career out of it, I teach it. It's the same kind of concept. And basically he threw out, you know, if you're not in the acting world, you're not an actor, you just critique them, you know, films. But it's almost like saying, oh, hey, you do really know what you're talking about. But at the same time, the the film critic also is basically saying, you know, at the end of the day, she's you the might worst think that my job is of, not of real. Critic. Yeah, I know. She really she, is. She's, she's the like worst the, example of a critic. She's like the stereotype of a film critic. She's the stereotype of the hateful, the hateful, bitter critic who couldn't be. Yeah, like the one who has no real creative every, everything. talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. But right. it's also saying, like, you know, she has an audience, and that audience will listen to what her opinion is because, you know, if she's been right in the past and they trust her, it, her weighted opinion also matters at the end of the day. So, you know, it's just an interesting conversation, and you're, you're right. I don't agree with everything that goes on, but then, you know, you can't always agree with everything even the actors will say to each other about the industry and all that stuff. So... You know, it's just one of those things that at least the conversation took place, and whether you agree with it or not doesn't really matter. It's just it's just kind of there. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, are we? What did we think about the prospects of this movie, though? I mean, do we look at it as? I mean, my friend Tim Gordon says it will definitely be one of the nine best picture nominees if there are nine. Um, as I think it should are. be. <laughs> if it's not, yeah, that would I think be it should be surprising. too. Yeah, but I, I actually think it will be. I think it will actually win. I think it's going to end up winning. I, I, I told him, I say it'll be in the best picture list if there are only two movies 
nominated, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those yeah. two. You know, I think it's that good. But what do you think about Michael Keaton as best actor? You think he has a shot? I think he has a shot. I mean, from what I've watching the film and seeing, you know, other... I know that we haven't gotten the whole... We haven't seen everything that might possibly be nominated, but I think he has a good shot of getting that nomination. And, and, you know, because he has a history with, you know, the business, and and it's just Michael Keaton, and he just... it's His performance is just so raw and out there that I would be disappointed if he kind of wasn't nominated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I what do you think? No, I, I think he has a, a real. I know. Look, I, I'm certain he'll get nominated. Uh, I think as of right now, he stands a pretty good shot of winning. I, I feel like but there's going to be also, a lot. Of, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. I was just going to say that um, he has a good shot, but then when I think about well, whoever wins, you know, ten, it usually tends to be the actors that have a physical transformation, like. You'll see Eddie Redmayne in theory of everything, and yeah, Steve Carell, and and you know they'll probably be nominated as well. And whether Michael Keaton wins or not depends, because you know I was I was reading an article the other day about how, as film critics and just everyone in general, we tend to perceive better acting mm-hmm. if there's more of a transformation in it because we can see it. Right. And so you know there's Eddie Redmayne, and Stephen Hawking, and then you have Steve Carell who's just really creepy in Boxing Catcher and, and you know I mean he'll get nominated whether he wins or not I'm not sure I have to I have to see the theory of everything and everything else that comes out the next couple of months right no, I, I agree with you I agree with you 100% alright so let's take a quick break May, and when we come back we're going to talk about the best movie of the year John Wick alright <laughs> Just kidding. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Like that. But uh, we are going to talk about John Wick, but it's not the best movie of the year. Uh, we'll be right back. The rapper black is a panther, apathy answer, radiate your backup dancers, and the fans in the stands like you try to kill cancer. Give me one clap, now give me two claps. Better rip the shit up and write some new rap. Saw that Transformer movie, gave it two thumbs down. Plus, it never made that sound. Motherfucker slide through, wanna cover no food, got a hunger, so you ain't gotta wonder if I'm back. I never left, relax, forget the tech. My breath still smelling like ass and cigarettes. My gas spray this way, better way you bitch made. Rappers I miss could still get it from the ricochet. Ever since mama was putting vodka I lost everything. That dog was a gift from my dying wife. It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. I'm not afraid of John Wick. You should be. Hey, John. You look terrible. Rusty, I guess. All right, so so after coming out of John Wick um, the other day, uh, I, I asked May here what she thought of the movie, and 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 you know her response was was not as enthusiastic as I had hoped it would be. Uh, she, <laughs> while I was I was sky <laughs> high, <laughs> off of, 
Well, I was sky high over jo- after John Wick about how much fun I had had. May was uh, was not was not quite feeling it the way I was. So I, I'm really anxious to hear her reasons why she did not like John Wick. But uh, but first of all, the film stars Keanu Reeves, who you know, look, I'm a fan of Keanu. I know he's easy to to make fun of. I like Keanu Reeves, especially when he's doing action movies. I think he's great at it. And I think lately he's gotten better. Uh, for anybody who saw Man of Tai Chi last year, which he starred in and directed, uh, he's fantastic in it. Uh, I think he's just as good here, using a lot of the same techniques he used in that film. Um, and he plays a hitman who who has who loses his. He's a retired hitman, so this is already sounding familiar. I know retired hitman. His wife dies. She leaves him a a, a, a puppy. Uh, to kind of, you know, help him move on. Uh, but then he is robbed. The puppy is killed by a Russian uh, mobster's son. And that brings John Wick back into action. So, yes, he is getting revenge for his dead puppy. So what? I don't care. Uh, I, don't care. <laughs> I don't care how flimsy that may sound. Uh, <laughs> revenge movies have found far worse reasons to f- for somebody to go off on a path of vengeance than, than losing your dog, okay? Um and the thing about this movie that I love, man, I'm just going to tell you why I love it, and then you can tell me why why I'm why I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie not only because I think the action is is extremely extremely well shot. Uh, it's directed by Chad Stahelski, who was who has been Counter Reeves' stunt double for years, and also his stunt coordinator on a lot of movies. Uh, he worked on Man of Tai Chi also. Um, not only is it beautiful, the action graceful, extremely violent. I love it. Um, but I love that the, the screenplay is actually really good. At least to me it is. It creates this weird sort of shadow world with the, where the assassins... The assassins have basically their, their run of the joint. They have their own hotel. They have their own currency. They have a cleaning crew that you can just dial up and they just come right on the spot. I mean, it's just... It's just sh- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Strange sort of world that these assassins live in, and they all just sort of interact and hang out. You know, I, I think that is so smart. We've never actually seen that in a movie before. And I think that's, I think it's fantastic. And it's it's unique. Um, and also the cast is better than this genre usually gives us. Uh, Willem Dafoe, Ian McShane, Adrian Palicki, you know, Bridget Moynihan, uh, Lance Reddick. It's got a great cast uh, surrounding Keanu Reeves here. So uh, so I thought John Wick is one of the best action movies I've seen this year. It's not The Raid 2, but it's a close second. Uh, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why, tell me why I'm an idiot. 
Okay. <laughs> you don't have uh, to agree with them. I just listed them. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. I thought the movie had a sense of humor, which I liked. Yes. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but <laughs> it works. I did like one of my favorite parts was the underground, you know, assassin little league of little league they had going on, you know, the hotel and all these rules, and it was really, really interesting. And I wish they had focused more on that actually than, you know than anything else and I don't know I just the script wasn't bad in comparison to other films like it but like the dog thing was really weak for me and the beginning and the ending were just blah and what I really didn't like about it was that the action was fine but it was just really 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 violent and I don't know if it's because I'm a girl and you can make fun of me but it was just I thought it was just excessive when it didn't need to be. Like, he would shoot two people, you know, three, four, five people at the same time, twice in the gut, and then a headshot just to make sure that they're dead. And <laughs> every single time, it never failed. And I don't know, I just, I feel like that that kind of thing got just a little bit repetitive um, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the action and violence. But it wasn't horrendous. I mean, I didn't give it that low of a score. I just didn't... Hello? Oh, you still there? Yeah. Okay. No, sorry, I didn't hear. I didn't. Uh, I caught. I didn't. I missed the last few words which you said, so that's my fault. Um, okay. I was just. I was just saying that I wasn't. I just. I didn't hate it. I just wasn't as enthusiastic about it as everyone else okay. might be. All right. Well, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. I understand that. Um, I, I mean, it was a hell of a lot better than the November Man. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yes. Yes, it is a lot better than the November Man, which is, which is, which, which, like, like this movie though. I mean, it's interesting that you that you make that comparison because it's 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 true, you know, it's it is a lot better. But in terms of like their plot, they're not that far off. I mean, they're they're both very familiar, you know, Hitman coming out of retirement. You know, we've seen that so many times, and it just goes to show that the choice of director really makes a big deal in how these movies work. And it also makes a big deal, you know, the screenplay, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is why I always make the case that just because a movie is familiar doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. You know, because, right. you know, these movies are a dime a dozen. They probably make 50 of these things a year, you know. And, and it's just like, it really does matter, the little things. And I think what what John Wick does by the way it's shot, which I think it's, it's shot really well. I mean, it's... Stahelski knows how to choreograph an action scene. There's a bar scene that is absolutely brilliant the way it's done, and the sequence in John Wick's home where there's they're kind of being he's being invaded uh, is is well done as well. He ca- he captures all the action on the screen, which a lot of movies they tend to be so chaotically shot that you can't really tell what the hell's going on. This movie makes it a point to let you see every movement he's making, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and, and why I compare it to the November Man? Or that it's better because I feel like they're similar, but at the same time, John Wick didn't try to uh, overpopulate its plot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. This movie knows how to have fun with the genre. I mean, and it, it's 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 basically it's not really making fun of it; it's embracing the tropes of the genre, you know, and having right. fun with it rather than making fun of it. So when you see the characters in there. 
and I was telling Tim about this yesterday, is like the funny thing that I really liked about it is that we all know that John Wick is going to be a badass, but it's funny to it's it's funny to have all the characters in the movie know it too, so that every time <laughs> John Wick's name comes up, it's basically the answer to any question. So it's like. Uh, the the mob boss's son is getting smacked around by somebody else, and he asks, "Why are you smacking around my son?" He says, "Well, he robbed John Wick." Oh, oh, you know, and that's like that's all you need to hear. It's like, oh, well, oh, he he deserves, he deserves it. Or a cop it's comes like, oh, to his shit. door. Damn. Yeah, a cop comes to his door after he's killed like a dozen people. Hey, John, you you back at work again? You know, and it's just like people know who John Wick is, and they just sort of accept it. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. It, it's. It, it, movies don't do that often enough. You don't have to take yourself so damn seriously. It's it's yeah, like the movie. Yeah, people really wouldn't. <laughs> right, it's like the movie I saw the other night, uh, Ouija, which Ouija should be a ridiculous final Final Destination style horror movie. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about a, you're talking about a Ouija board, right? So I mean, it should be silly, but it's not. It's like deadly serious, and it's such a bore. Now, I don't want that out of a horror movie. At least not this kind of that kind of horror movie. And mm-hmm. I don't want that out of a movie like John Wick either. Be silly, you know, have fun. So exactly. Anyway, Especially because there are so many of them. <laughs> and yeah, maybe that's it. But anyway, May, uh, tell people about movies with May before you go, please. Oh, you can find all my reviews and occasionally the movie news on my site, Movies with May. Um, also, PunchDrunkCritics.com. Usually on the Punch Drunk podcast, even though I've been missing for a few weeks, I've been really busy. But um, and you can follow me on Twitter at uh, my handle is at May Abdu A M A E A B D U. And there you have it. All right, and as everybody knows, uh, I am May's biggest fan. I think she knows it too. Um, I hope she knows it. You know that, don't you, May? I do. That's really sweet, Travis. I think it's yeah. you and my sister <laughs> who who reads everything, and then she's like, she comments, and she's like, I'm trying to leave comments on your site. <laughs> well, your sister is 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 brilliant, also beautiful and brilliant, just as you are. Uh, you oh, have Dobaki's got it going on, man. So we need to we need to talk about <laughs> you. But anyway, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, and we I will see you at something very soon. Uh, are you going to be at Big Hero Six? On Saturday? Yes, I am tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Good. Then you and I will. Ian. Yes, you and I will. will sit together for that one and bring coffee. All right. Uh, I will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will see you there. Thanks again. All right, Travis. Thank you. I'll see you All later. Right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That is the lovely and talented May Abdelbaki of movies with May and Punch Truck Critics. Um, going to be seeing a lot of her over the next couple of weeks. She's going to be uh, coming to Middleburg and Virginia Film Festival in. In January, uh, she'll be at Sundance too. So I'm, I'm happy to see uh, our friend May getting out there, uh, joining the the wider circle of film critics than just out here in DC. Um, all right, so I'm going to take one final break, and when we come back, uh, we got news, uh, we got DVDs, and we're going to set you up for the weekend with the best movies in theaters. Uh, I will be right back. Hey, yo, have you ever been in the place to be? You know the spot where the DJs and them see. Make the fly grills want to move their body. All the fellas getting nice off of a car deep. Very cold outside of these parts deep. But inside is going off like Bismarck. Well, check it out, y'all. Because that's where I'm at. With the lights dim low and the beats sound fast. Ooh, Pete Shorty over there in black. Now let me see if I can catch a 
picture with the eye contact. Yo, I know she see me staring, but she don't look back. So I go to conversate and she don't speak back. Hey, baby girl, you ain't even gotta act like that. All I wanna do is dance, cause the score's jam packed. It ain't like I want your name or your telephone stack. Yeah, knowing that's a lie, but see, I'm kicking my rap. Finally, she's like, yeah, so we grooving like that. Yo, we do the back to front and the front to back. Move here, right close to where I want you at. Bump and grind on the mind. Can we cross that line? And if so, please play that jam one more time. Mr. DJ got my back and he's checking the time. All right. Uh, let's talk about what's coming out on Blu-ray. That will be on Tuesday, October 28th. Halloween is right around the corner. Um, the first one is a documentary. America, imagine imagine the world without her. Uh, this is from that criminal, that liar, that cheat, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, a guy who knows absolutely dick all about the president, but keeps writing books and making movies about him anyway. Uh, this movie's uh, a joke from start to finish, uh, just like Dinesh D'Souza is, and that's why he's uh, in confinement right now. So, eh, so what? Uh, one of my favorite movies of the summer, uh, Begin Again. Uh, this is the one that stars Kira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo, uh, Adam Levine, uh, and, and it's about um, a woman who, it's a musical, musical drama uh, about a woman who comes to New York with her, with her singer uh, boyfriend, and he becomes famous and leaves her behind, and she's stranded, and she kind of sets out on her own path. Um, this is a great movie. It's a, a, a crowd-pleasing movie. It's it's sweet. It's fun. It's got Mark Ruffo playing the the scoundrel, which I which I love. Uh, it's got Keira Knightley, and who has a, a better singing voice than I think anybody thought. Uh, I, I love this movie. I like it so much that I, I I bought the soundtrack, and it's a soundtrack I listen to a lot. Uh, and it's directed by John Carney, the guy who did Once. And it's very similar to that, actually. The story is very similar. It follows a lot of the same beats. Uh, and there's even that same sort of um, romantic tension that Once had. Um, but I always say John Carney's the, the greatest tease ever. Um, so, But uh, anyway, Begin Again is definitely one I would say to pick up. Uh, Deliver Us from Evil, this is uh, the horror film from Scott Derrickson. Uh, it stars Edgar Ramirez and Eric Bana. I, thought, I found it kind of boring. Um, Wish I Was Here. This is the the Kickstarter-funded film from uh, Zach Braff, his follow-up to Garden State. It's a long time for a follow-up. Uh, Life of Crime. Uh, this is the kind of prequel to Jackie Brown. Uh, stars uh, John Hawks and Jennifer Aniston and uh, Most Death and Isla Fisher and Tim Robbins. Fantastic cast. Uh, you'll recall that I spoke with the director, uh, Dan Schechter, here on this show just a few weeks ago. Uh, a great interview with him. It's a movie that I enjoy a lot. Uh, it reminded me of, Elmore, of you know, one of the Elmore Leonard um, you know, movies, other movies. Um, but yeah, I like Life of Crime. Uh, definitely one worth renting, I would say. Uh, Good People is a crime movie starring James Franco and Kate Hudson, which I have not had a chance to see. I have not heard good things about. Uh, Behaving Badly. This is the dreadful comedy starring Selena Gomez and Nat Wolf and Heather Graham and some other people. This is one of the worst movies you'll see probably ever. It's it's so not funny. It's one of those movies that, that tries to be R-rated, but it tries really hard to be R-rated. Like, just going overboard? Yeah, it's not good. 
Child of God, uh, speaking of James Franco, Child of God, this is the movie that Franco directed based on the Cormac McCarthy novel. Uh, I saw this at the Virginia Film Festival last year, and it only came out in theaters a few weeks ago, and it's already out here in DVD. Nobody saw it, just like nobody sees anything that James Franco directs. Um, you know, I, I was not impressed. Like, I haven't been impressed with much of Franco behind the camera. I appreciate his ambition, though, that he keeps taking on these challenging projects that nobody else wants to tackle. I appreciate that part about him. I appreciate his spirit, his, his, his you know, but uh, the results have not been good. And speaking of movies I saw at Virginia Film Festival, uh, the documentary Running From Crazy, which is uh, which is basically centers on Mariel Hemingway and the entire Hemingway family and their struggles with, um, you know, kind of mental issues. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's one to check out. I think that was on, she was on Oprah once talking about this movie. Uh, so check that one out because it's actually really good. Uh, let's breeze through some news real quick. Not a lot to pick from this week. There were some, a couple of big stories, but nothing major, major. Um, the biggest story by far had to do with Jenna Malone and her apparent role in Batman vs Superman. Now, uh, back last summer, uh, she had been seen on the set of the film, uh, the Detroit set, um, which, you know, I didn't even write about it on Punch Drunk Critics. I just kind of left it because set visits happen so frequently. And I know that, you know, she's friends with Zack Snyder. He was her director on, on Sucker Punch. So I, I kind of left it alone. I was like, eh, whatever. Um, we did a report surface that she's she's going to be in the film and that she's going to be playing Carrie Kelly, who is the female Robin from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. And that has since... Not quite been confirmed, but it's confirmed that she is in the movie. Uh, Jenna Malone is an actress that I have kind of been in love with for a long time. Uh, I remember her from the movie Saved and uh, The Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys and United States of Leland. Basically, she was an indie darling for a long time. She's and lately she's been she's kind of broken out into the mainstream. Like I said, she had Sucker Punch. She's she plays Joanna Mason in the Hunger Games movies. And now this. I mean, so she is suddenly on everybody's radar, which I'm kind of of, of mixed emotions on. Like, I liked having her as, like, my secret crush for a long time, and now she's she's everybody's crush. So that kind of sucks. But whatever. I'm happy to see her in a movie that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and if she's playing Robin, even better. Um, I think she'd be great at the role. Uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer came out a couple of days ago. Yes, it was supposed to come out next week during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but some jack-off leaked it. So Marvel just said, ah, screw it, and just put out the official version themselves. So uh, the trailer's out. It's got a lot of new footage that we didn't see at Comic-Con, um, which is good. It's also very ominous and very dark. And I wonder how people who liked sort of the the lighter tone of the first Avengers movie, you're going to take it. Uh, it still looks amazing, but it also looks very bleak and not a lot of fun. I'm sure it still will be. In fact, I've seen enough footage to know that there's still some funny moments to it. But we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. Look, the movie's going to make a billion dollars regardless, so it doesn't matter. Um, Christian Bale is confirmed to play Steve Jobs in the upcoming biopic directed by Danny Boyle. And written by Aaron Sorkin. This one is interesting, at least in terms of structure. Because um, Sorkin's screenplay is basically divided up into three 30-minute segments. 
uh, and they, they followed the product launches of uh, the Mac, the Next, and the iPod. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and to see how Bale transforms into into Jobs. I know a lot of people downed Ashton Kutcher, you know, for his performance last year, but I actually thought he was good. Far better than that movie turned out to be. The movie wasn't very good, but he was actually solid as Steve Jobs, I thought. And uh, Warner Brothers is looking for a female director for Wonder Woman, which, hey, hallelujah, Warner Brothers continues to get shit right. I mean, look, I love Marvel as much as anybody. I want to see Warner Brothers step up and be just as big. I do. And I think they've taken a big step by doing something that Marvel has failed to do so far, which is well, two things, actually. One, give an African-American his own movie, which is the cyborg film starring Ray Fisher. Marvel hasn't gotten off their ass and given us Black Panther or yet, have they? Um, and also developing our first female-led superhero movie since Elektra back in, when was that, 2004, maybe? Something like that. So, Warner Brothers is doing these things, and if they hire bring in a female director, that's going to be even better. I mean, that's just I think that's so smart. I would love to see who I, I can't wait to find out who they're going to get. I love Lexi Alexander. I love Marjan Satrapi. Of course, Catherine Bigelow will be high on everybody's list, but she's not going to do it. I mean, there are there's great possibilities here. Great possibilities for a female director to get her own franchise. Her own female, uh, her own superhero franchise. That would be fantastic. I am really, really anxious for that. And there is our music, which means it's time for me to get on out of here so I can hop in the ride and go check out this movie. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining me this week. All of you, of course, the fans. Uh, and I want to thank May Abdelbaki of. Uh, movies with May and Punch Drunk Critics for joining me to talk about John Wick and Birdman. Uh, your best movies in theaters this week? Hey, I just mentioned two of them Birdman and John Wick. Uh, but also Fury, starring Brad Pitt. Uh, three great movies. There's actually a lot to choose from this week. I mean, you got Dear White People out there, um, The Book of Life, Whiplash. This is, this is the time. If you're a movie fan, this is the best time of year. Uh, next week, next week we're gonna find a way to to, to do a show. Uh, even though I will be at the Middleburg Film Festival, uh, enjoying myself, uh, watching a lot of movies over the course of four days, a lot of movies. Um, but we're gonna find a chance, a way to talk about Nightcrawler, starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, because I think that's a performance that is definitely going to get nominated for something. Uh, best actor probably for him. Uh, he is that good. Um, but yeah, that's it. So uh, thanks again for joining me. Uh, I will see you on uh, Cinema Royale, Royale next week. And be sure to go to punchdrunkcritics.com for more of my stuff all day, every day. Uh, check Cinema Royale on Facebook. And be sure to like us on Facebook and automatically enter yourself in our week on our monthly Blu-ray contest. Also, look for the show on iTunes, uh, the TuneIn app, and the Amazon Cinema Royale Show app. Uh, get, definitely get that one. Um, thanks again. I will see you next week. Goodbye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.